going to dance. We're going to dance. We're going to dance and have some fun. Dig. day for me. This is the one year anniversary of my very first episode of this podcast, which was called I'm a Muse. At the time I released that, I was so nervous about saying such a thing. I was so worried about what my community, what other people, what my family, etc. were going to think of me, think about this bold claim. And I thought that it was the end of a lifelong journey of seeking, of looking for my origin story, of finding what I knew was in there. It was like a a distant foggy memory, like something you learned in algebra class 20 years ago that you just can't quite remember how to do, but you know you should know how to do. So I really thought at that time, and I mean, I didn't think, you know, we're always a work in process, but I truly thought that that was kind of it, that I had found my full knowing, I had found the answers, but I was soon to realize that I was just getting started. This last year has been wild for everyone, certainly on a world level, wild for everyone on an individual level, and I am not alone in that many of us have been, it's almost like recovering from amnesia sometimes, doesn't it feel like that a little bit, this awakening process, remembering who we really are, remembering the true size of our soul, of our essence, of our consciousness. It is a bit like recovering from amnesia. So there have been layers of this process, which you have all taken a journey with me through. And I really appreciate so much everyone who has been there. I hoped when I started that it would be something that 
has longevity and I stuck with and it turned into something that I was proud of and made me happy and grew. Um, but there was no guarantee of that. So a year later, it is a wonderful place to be sitting that I have put out all of these episodes and shared my wacky spiritual journey with you all. I released the Muse Musings where I talked about I'm an asteroid in a mini void and I kind of scratched the surface a little bit about the new knowing that started coming in for me when the serious gateway, uh, the serious transit really, opened up July 3rd and that has made its way across Earth's path and is, you know, moving on. It's been interesting because there have been these steps along the way where I have put pieces together over the last month and a half and I have thought, okay, I think I'm ready to talk about it now. And then, nope, there would be another thing and I would be like, all right, I guess I'm still figuring this thing out. Those of you that know me or have been listening or following or pay attention to my content online, you know that I have really been digging into and putting together the pieces of what space weather and cosmology have to do with ascension, have to do with grid work, have to do with the crystalline grid, have to do with light body activation, crystalline body activation, and how all of it fits together. And again, you know, every week or so I would be like, okay, wait, maybe I've got it now, you know, kind of like that old, by, by George, I think I've got it. Um, and then there would always be a something that went, no, you're not quite there yet. It's not quite there yet. It's not quite ready yet. And so there have been cons constant phases of this, constant layers being removed, things being connected, and it would be impossible for me to try to construct all the people, places, and things over the last year that have directly led to now. But amazingly enough, with this timing, with the one-year anniversary of my podcast being launched and the blue moon uh, tonight, the full moon, and the... Schumann and earthquake and solar activities over the last couple weeks, I understand now. And um, after a very lovely card pull from a friend, Shannon Hatton, um, thank you, Shannon, for that, if you listen to this, because uh, even with all of these things happening, because I kept having those steps along the way where... I thought, am I ready to do something with this or am I still figuring it out? Um, I needed verification that it was definitely time to proceed and that I definitely was headed in the right direction and that, um, just like I tell all of you a lot of times, you don't need to have everything figured out in order to do it. But there there was indeed a purpose for me waiting this long to talk about and tell the whole story.
So last year I said, I'm a muse. And this year I'm telling you, I'm Nemesin, mother of the muses. And I'm going to share a little bit about Nemesin, share a little bit about some of the breadcrumbs that led to me having this knowing and understanding. And then I will move on to the part where the grid work and what I have been taught how to do in the last few weeks is really the exciting part because that's the part where we can work together consciously in a very organized way and in a purposeful way to do our best to help Mother Gaia and shield her children during this really strange time of solar activity and earth cycles. As you know, I've been working over the last year on expanding out my energy field so that I could be the size of a planet, hug the earth, connect with the all, and maintain a permanent connection of that so that I am in a toroidal loop with source energy, myself, and the earth, sending that unconditional love to Gaia, back through me, and so on. Once I got to that point, I it took a while to calibrate all that. It was sort of like, okay, well, you have achieved this thing, and this was back in December, and now you need to learn how to use that, calibrate it, live with it, um, understand it, go through your adolescence holding a planetary energy and embodying your whole soul. Because in a lot of ways, it is like a spiritual adolescence because, you know, you were sort of like um, innocent and childlike in a more spiritual, earthbound way. And then all of a sudden, it's like you're becoming an adult spiritual self and you have to figure out how to work with and contain and understand the immensity and the enormity of how truly powerful you are. And I believe we all are very powerful in this way. Anyone who fully embodies their soul, anyone who is able to bring 100% of their consciousness down into their body is a powerhouse. There are different kinds of energy. There are different kinds of origin stories. But most of the people who are connecting with me at this point are people who are called to grid work, who are physically, spiritually, emotionally designed to be on this planet at this time in a certain configuration to assist with grid work, to assist with global healing, to assist with the transition through this process of Earth's ascension uh, without pressing the reset button and losing all life on Earth. Many of you 
are stars. You are literal stars. You possess planet-sized energy. And you can contain that in your earth body. Right now, it is probably very distant from you and spread out throughout the universe and you feel disconnected from it. And that is because this, <laughs> you know, this earth school kind of does that for various reasons. And we go through periods of forgetting so that we can acquire the experience necessary. And that's the funny thing I was realizing earlier as I put together the last pieces of this puzzle for myself for now, because I know there will be more, but I was laughing because even my, you know, soul sucking desk jobs <laughs> or my earth gigs, all of them had a purpose for preparing me for this particular task, which is very funny to me but that'll come later. So I sort of got smacked in the face. It just really, it was like one sink after another that led me to Nemesin. I had been trying to figure out for a while, all right, well, there's nine muses. So which muse am I? And none of them seemed to be the right one. And then at some point, I saw a brief little reference talking about uh, the muse Nemesin, only it was not accurate that she was a muse. And as I read more and studied more and, and came through things, I found that Nemesin was a Titan. She was one of the Titans and she is the mother of the Muses. She uh, and Zeus or Jupiter, depending on which um, Greek or Roman mythology you're looking at, they got busy for nine nights and had nine Muses. <laughs> So, um, you're probably thinking to yourself, why, why does this feel like it makes any sense to you? And at first it didn't because I was thinking now, let's be clear. I believe the Titans and the beings that have now been relegated to mythology were real and they were down here on earth with humans doing work. So Nemesin is the mother of the nine muses. And at first, you know, I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. And she is the goddess of memory and knowledge. I'm looking through different tabs. My apologies because uh, it's a lot of stuff to try to remember all of it. Here we go. Uh, Titan goddess of memory and remembrance and the inventress of language and words. 
she is the daughter of Uranus and which represents heaven and Gaia which is earth and at the time that I'm reading all this I'm like hmm that makes a lot of sense I have a strange sort of memory access right that it's more like it's as if you push a button and it pops out of me like a machine and I'm not really even participating in it so that has been something that has been a constant throughout this earth lifetime so I thought all right well this makes sense I have more you know I I'm not just music or just sculpture or just art I'm I have all of these things so the nine days with Zeus or Jupiter what's interesting about this is that it is often portrayed with Jupiter or Zeus as a large bird getting it on with Nemesin uh, TMI but it's relevant the very first sensual dream I ever had as a teenage girl was about me and a bird and I it was a beautiful wonderful dream and I was very disturbed by it later because I wasn't sure what that meant because you know back in the 80s uh, people were a little more uptight about things and um, that seemed very strange to me so here I am finding all this out about Nemesin and then in the meantime I'm having these experiences where I am being told that I am the library that I I can't visit the Akashic Records or the library of the Akashic Records because I am the library now when I say these things I want you to understand that I believe the consciousness of each of these Titans was splintered off into infinite number of parallel life timelines so this consciousness could be existing in many many worlds many people I'm sure there's other people on earth who are embodying this I just seem to have a lot of it at the moment and I think that is because I have spent so many lifetimes as a walk-in acquiring memories what they would tell me is that I help people find their lost books that I collect other people's memories and so I've always had the awareness that my previous lifetimes most of them were very short and part of the reason they seem so short and part of the reason my past life memories were so confusing because they seemed overlapping and even with a fractalized uh, universe of infinite possibilities there was just something about that that didn't make sense with the way we experience time linear linear linearly the way we experience linear time on earth um, that 
it didn't it didn't quite make sense so it made sense once I figured out this walk-in thing and once I understood that term walk-on and once I understood that there are people who come in and finish out someone else's lifetime that they don't want to face the end of because sometimes we make decisions when we are planning our soul contract and what we all want to want to experience here in earth school uh, or do as planetary energy or ascended masters coming back to assist with the earth experiment um, when you do that over and over and over it's like you're collecting all those memories so even though I may have only lived two three years of their actual life in linear time I died their death and collected all their knowledge all my life I've had this weird sort of memory where I didn't have to necessarily study things most of the time in order what I mean by that is I would have to study them to have a deeper understanding but I could just go take a test on just about anything and pass it because I would just know the answers like a machine like a computer you know like a library that somebody was accessing and I guess that somebody's me the earth self but I was still kind of like, okay, well, it's, uh, I don't understand. And then I, f then I found out that there is an actual uh, astral body in space, the asteroid Nemesin. She is part of uh, people's astrology charts. And then as I worked more with connecting with the Earth and communicating with Gaia, I understood that Gaia is its own consciousness and that all of the celestial bodies have their own consciousness and that that consciousness all because think of how many stars there are and how many planets and how many asteroids and how many moons and all of the celestial bodies in space they can all choose to come here to this earth school and have experiences and most of the time you don't have that awareness in your incarnation but the time that we're passing through as most of you know is pretty unique and all the beings that are involved in this project really want to see it work this time and not cause a great reset So once I figured out that planets and stars and moons and asteroids and even the sun has its own consciousness, that made me understand better the idea that I would be this planetary energy. And then the final thing that really cemented it for me and helped me understand that all of creation, all that we can perceive as universes and galaxies and all of it are 
larger and larger bodies sort of like how our human body right we have little dust mites and little you know we have our 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 gut biome and those are all little organisms and we have all these little organisms that make up who we are right so does the universe and so we are <laughs> this is like a weird way to say this but in a way you know we're the gut biome or the dust mites or the whatever of the universe uh comparatively and size speaking so the last thing that drove this home for me was looking at a pulsar called PSR B1509-58, which NASA has dubbed the Hand of God Nebula because they studied it, this nebula, for the last 10 years. And through the data that they accumulated, which they were doing to study the expansion of the universe, which, you know, humans also expanding our consciousness, right? The image that they got looks like a hand shaping the universe. And something about that clicked for me. And then it all made sense. So I have accepted at this point that this is my origin story. This is why I always knew that I came from a star and why a lot of the typical galactic heritage stuff, because uh, we, can, we can go have all kinds of people who are embodying this planetary consciousness you could be a Lyran, you could be a Mintakan, you could be, you know, things we haven't even figured out exist yet. Um, it's really, truly infinite. But it put all those pieces together for me. So once those pieces came together, then over the last month and a half, as we were moving through this serious transit, and as we were figuring all that out, I was being taught how the forces of cosmology work with the planet and how we in these little human, um, somewhat frail <laughs> bodies can make a difference on a planetary healing level. So that led me down the cosmology rabbit hole. So I have had a lifelong phenomenon, awareness, connection to the earth, especially with earthquake activity. It was miserable for me when I was growing up in California. And when I moved away from there, uh, it slowly got better. But when I lived there, I would have various levels of headache, depending on how much pressure was building up in the fault lines. 
and then when that pressure was about to be released I would be exhausted and go to sleep if I could possibly go to sleep it would be a little difficult if I was at work or school obviously um, to do that but I noticed this very early in my life I just didn't quite you know I didn't have all of the language and frankly a lot of the stuff I'm about to talk about hadn't even been scientifically discovered or monitored or figured out yet so there are a lot of things which are affected by the solar activity solar winds are a necessary thing and because of our earth's atmosphere we are generally shielded from any of the uh, potentially harmful solar radiation but the solar winds create our jet stream which influences the gulf stream and the and the you know the flow of the oceans it uh, affects earthquake activity it affects the schumann resonance the schumann resonance was a mathematical calculation before they figured out how to measure it monitor it and prove that it exists but once they did they figured out that the earth and all life on it uh, resonate at uh, vibrated different frequencies so when there's solar flares uh, coronal mass ejections higher solar wind speeds that will drive up the Schumann resonance because it is weakening the uh, magnetosphere it's changing the magnetosphere and so because of that this creates electrical activity between earth's surface and the ionosphere and so that space in the middle uh, can either dip below the usual frequency of the earth or go above the usual frequency of the earth there is a correlation between ascension, expansion, whichever word you like, and these blasts of Schumann changes, uh, which are also a result of not just solar winds and solar radiation and coronal mass ejections, but also just cosmic rays. That I know that sounds like a made-up space term or like a sci-fi thing, but it really is a thing. They're just cosmic rays and it's space radiation uh, flying around the galaxy and running into our planet basically um, so it's very exciting because it's only been the last week really after having talked to so many people over the last year and reading and watching and studying i mean i can't even tell you how much stuff I have read and watched to try to understand solar activity, earthquake activity, and the Schumann resonance and how that all ties together. Because I knew that there was some sort of correlation because my physical experience of being connected to the planet told me so. But it took a while to learn it all so I'm going to go over some stuff about the Schumann resonance so that you understand a little better I think I've effectively explained what it is there is an observatory in Tomsk Russia 
that you can go visit. I'll put that link in the show notes where you can look any time of day or night and see what the Schumann resonance is doing. The normal frequency, or as it's sometimes called, the heartbeat of the earth, which does not come from inside the earth. It comes from the space in between the earth's crust and the ionosphere, the atmosphere of the earth, which shields us from space. Uh, The prior normal setting, and I say prior because I believe that this is shifting upwards and eventually there will be a new normal higher resonance, kind of makes sense. We're all elevating our frequency, right? With this ascension game. So the normal is 7.83 hertz. Um, That doesn't mean much until you start looking at brain waves and the physical effects of Schumann resonance changes on the human body and also on the body of, you know, all the animals, life on earth. I know humans are animals, but I have to be able to distinguish between whether I'm talking about humans or whether I'm talking about all the other life on earth. So, uh, don't come at me for that. Believe it or not, I actually had someone bitch about that. So, this cavity between the earth and the ionosphere Every second, about a thousand lightning flashes around the globe harmonize these pulses which travel around the pocket, sending electromagnetic energy signals to all microorganisms. These signals couple us to the Earth's magnetic field and are also thought to be inversely influenced by the mass emotions and the sum of human consciousness. So we are tuned into the Earth and most humans... Uh, average humans vibrate uh, frequencies ranging between 5 and 10 hertz. Um, This is why nature is healing to people. It helps them match with the earth frequency. This is why, you know, earthing is so important. Getting in water, whether it's just a shower or bath, or whether you're going swimming in a lake or whatever it is, all helps you stay in harmony with the earth. Now, the Schumann resonance was not going wacky like this all along. This, this has been something that started over the last 15 or so years, I believe, where they started observing that it was fluctuating pretty wildly. So there are particular effects in the human brain, nervous system, cardiovascular system, autonomous nervous system so that's things like breathing blood pressure uh you know all of your body functions that you don't control consciously circadian rhythms uh that's your awareness of night and day for anyone who isn't sure what that word means it's what tells you to you know when to sleep and when to wake up immune function (laughs) dna and more so There's a study that I am going to pay to get the full study because I want to know every last thing about this. But uh, basically, the study, Krylov suggests the Schumann resonance may not only affect telecommunication services, but can also affect melatonin influencing biological functions, such as the circadian rhythm of both animals and humans. Not only does melatonin regulate sleep patterns, but it also regulates blood pressure and reproduction, among other things. So that's a lot, right? But 
I got so excited when I figured saw this melatonin thing and that penetrated my brain today because I have been looking for the ways and then also working with my guides who have been telling me that I we need to learn to harness the energy which I'll explain what I mean by that in a little bit but when I saw melatonin I got really excited because that's a thing that we have some control over we can't control what the sun's doing we can't control the fact that our atmosphere has been weakened enough that we are now um, having a little premature uh, cycle of magnetosphere disruption but we can control whether we need more melatonin or not you know like so anyway I'll get to that but it got me very excited so let me explain a bit <clears throat> about human brain waves and how this affects uh, you and also uh, all the other creatures on earth um, and by the way this this magnetic field earth's magnetic field whales use this to navigate birds use this to navigate this is part of the reason why you're seeing birds drop out of the sky and whales wind up in weird places and all of these things happening it also has an effect on the extreme weather patterns we've been experiencing because when the solar winds are extremely low which is 300 or below that causes jet stream disruption which then means heat waves in Canada and cold snaps in Texas uh, then when the solar wind speeds are higher it has other effects um, it also seems that when the uh, the magnetosphere is freaky that it also causes earthquake activity slow solar winds definitely cause earthquake activity there's science you know what the things that I'm citing here these are scientific studies peer-reviewed studies these are not just things I'm pulling out of my woo ass right now so human brain waves the extremely low frequency waves in the Earth's magnetic field overlap with the brain waves there are delta waves which is the bottom like 0 to 4 Hertz theta waves alpha waves beta waves and gamma waves Delta waves are deep healing sleep which is great if you get to go to sleep but if you have to go to your day job and do your stuff and take care of your kids it's a little inconvenient uh, theta waves dreaming and flow states uh, flow states you know where they talk about I'm in the flow of what I'm working on and I'm not hungry I'm not tired I'm just going with this thing that I'm doing and I'm really killing it right now and then alpha is relaxation reflection beta is concentration learning and gamma is insight and expanded consciousness so Delta brain waves 0 to 4 Hertz uh, this brain rhythm brain rhythm <laughs> this brain rhythm occurs in a deep dreamless sleep or unconsciousness this is associated with drowsiness so uh, when the Schumann resonance is below normal especially below like 4 Hertz everybody's really really freaking tired and this is because 
we have extra melatonin. Now I haven't quite figured out how to deal with having too much melatonin, but I have, you know, an obvious solution to not enough melatonin, which is when the Schumann resonance goes higher. So then we have theta brain waves, which is four to eight hertz, and it's associated with drowsiness. It also occurs at the first stage of sleep and during meditation. When we are awake but open to mental imagery, it has been associated with creativity, intuition, daydreaming, and fantasizing. It is believed to reflect activity from the limbic system and increased activity is observed in anxiety, behavioral activation, and inhibition. So this theta brainwave zone and how it corresponds with Schumann resonance. Obviously, Schumann is on the border between theta and alpha because it's at that 7.83, and 8 hertz is the cutoff for both. But the theta brain waves um, can kind of go either way. It sort of depends on your personal, um, you know, mental, emotional, and physical state time so if you struggle with anxiety or any of those things or your kids do or your pets have is you know you might no notice some um, sick agitated or uh, like elevated behaviors or um, panic attacks anxiety disease those kinds of things um, and also a uh, a removal of inhibitions now, the thing to be aware of when the delta brain waves and the, the corresponding Schumann resonance is happening, um, and also theta, is that your brain is much more receptive to whatever you're listening to, watching, or thinking about. It's kind of like being in a state of semi. Uh, hypnosis or twilight sleep so when this is happening and when it's slow it's very important that you rest if you can and that if you are you know it this isn't a good time to be doom scrolling this isn't a good time to be catching up on all the uh, fear-based news this isn't a good time to um, have a really serious conversation with your significant other um, you know, this is a time to turn towards creativity, meditation, heart healing, calming things, things that make you laugh, things that are relaxing or funny or joyful. Uh, you really, because otherwise, you know, you're just going to feed that anxiety beast. So then we get into the alpha brain waves and that's eight Hertz to 12 Hertz. Uh, this is the major rhythm seen in a normal, relaxed adult. It is present during most of life. It is considered a common state during alertness, but not actively processing information. Uh, alpha has been linked to creativity um, and mental work. Alpha activity is associated with overall mental and body-mind coordination, calmness, alertness, and learning. So <laughs> that means that you know, when you're down in the delta, you're going to be more likely to be accident prone, to hurt yourself, um, those kinds of effects. So alpha is the zone that most people 
resonate in and seem to exist in and that is perfectly fine and awesome but i want to point out the fact that most of you who are listening to this have been working on raising your frequency for uh some or all of your life so the chances that you are still down in the alpha brain waves all the time um is pretty slim but that doesn't mean that it's a problem because you have adjusted to that and that is what we're all doing whales have a frequency of 30 hertz and that is gamma activity um, humans can thrive at that hertz level but it does take a certain amount of personal healing, self-awareness, consciousness expanded, mental discipline, all of that kind of stuff, because uh, it can also be a real shit show, which we'll get to in a minute. So we did alpha. So now we're at beta brain waves, 12 to 30 hertz. Uh, beta reflects highly active processing. So this is like, you know, what I'm doing now. I'm doing this podcast. So I am probably at beta, beta gamma. Uh, it occurs during normal waking consciousness and outward attention. Slow beta, 12 to 17, is normal information processing and mental activity. Fast beta, 17 to 30, is heightened alertness and fight or flight or anxiety. See, that is where the Schumann going higher causes some of the uh, discomfort and also wacky human behavior of the unconscious masses that we probably notice when the human resonance starts going higher um, that fight or flight can get turned on very easily if you are unconscious or not aware of what is happening in the earth's magnetosphere or what is happening to yourself you might you know the earth is triggering this feeling in you and because we are in these human bodies and have these overactive minds we have to find something to assign that feeling to that we're experiencing um, when in actuality the best thing we can do is work on learning to be in a relaxed state when we are in gamma brainwave and high beta brainwave activity which is possible to do 30 to 100 hertz uh, this is associated with waking states and can occur when we are simultaneously processing information in both brain hemispheres whales and dolphins also operate in these frequencies so you know whales and dolphins they don't, they're not stressing they're good so what I have studied about this 30 Hertz range is that uh, monks for instance they are in this gamma state most of the time through their spiritual practices and because of that their fight-or-flight or and their limbic system is not being triggered or activated and now there's nothing wrong with that happening because there may be something you need to learn or discover or process through that experience. But I think we are crossing over a transition point now in human evolution where we are meant, especially those of us who are consciously aware, where we are meant 
to learn how to be like the whales and Tibetan monks and anyone else who has um, balanced hemisphere brainwave activity and has control over their vagal nerve response that creates fight or flight anxiety. Uh, the vagus nerve goes all the way through your body, down through your digestive tract. That's why we feel so much in our gut if we're upset or scared or our life is in danger. Uh, it's because this nerve runs through the center of your body. And so the best way to calm it is to, uh, you know, expend some energy, um, deep breathing helps a lot of people sometimes eating a substantial satisfying meal that makes you feel full will help with that this is why sometimes um, overeating can be associated with uh, anxiety and whatnot and why it's comfort food is because when that food gets in your belly the vagus nerves go oh okay everything's fine we don't have to freak out about this thing So the whales and dolphins, you know, obviously they have it figured out and they're, they've been having problems at the moment because they're having a little trouble navigating when the Schumann goes crazy. And this is part of why they have been talking to me so much, uh, about please connect the, connect with us, please talk to us because they help us balance out and we help them navigate. I estimate that there's probably at least 8 million of us around the world who are wired this way and who are connected to the crystalline grid and who are grid workers and who, whether consciously or astrally, have been doing this work our whole lives. So here's the cool thing. When human is high, um, if you have control of that fight or flight thing, you will feel energized you'll you know maybe have the energy to like clean your whole house and you know tackle projects you haven't done in a long time and have uh mental breakthroughs and all of those kinds of things but at the same time it also means that you have less melatonin and I'm really excited to tell you the next part. Just really excited. Because it's very cool. So, what the final piece of this puzzle that I figured out is, and what they've helped me understand and what they were training me through experiential learning to see was how we work with this human resonance fluctuation, how we work with it for our consciousness and also how we work with it for our grid work and for shielding uh, life on earth from the solar effects that we're going to be dealing with for the next five years or so. So tonight, I'm going to be taking some melatonin because the Schumann is spiking.
and when I when I started seeing this pattern and I started noticing the earthquake activity and I put all these pieces together and then I started predicting earthquakes uh, I just lo uh, loaded that up this morning because on Friday I said um, I'm expecting a pretty big earthquake in South Sandwich Islands and then um, last night it happened and then another one happened today what I asked myself and my guides was okay so I have energy when it's high and I want to sleep for days when it's low what do I do with that what good is this doing how how do we use this and so what they started telling me was is that your solar plexus your magnetic field your magnetism is located in your core your solar plexus and that we have the ability to bank that energy when the Schumann resonance is spiking we have the ability to store it in our body like a solar battery almost and then when the Schumann tanks we can access that energy and likewise when the Schumann is spiking uh, we can get some rest by taking melatonin So the very last piece of this came together after the earthquake predictions and after figuring out the melatonin thing and after looking at all the brain waves that the way I believe we're supposed to be using this Schumann resonance fluctuation for our highest good and that of the earth and I believe the way we can navigate it the best so that we don't blow out these physical vessels that we're in that are still being upgraded to a crystalline DNA once that happens this will become easier but we'll also be past this phase of the solar cycle and we won't be having these fluctuations forever eventually the earth's frequency is just going to be at a higher set point and that's what it will be all the time and I think this is part of where the lore of the split where you know people are gonna disappear or they're not it's just that they will not no longer be comfortable on earth and because of that and because of how um, the Schumann resonance fluctuations can affect human behavior and make people do dumb things um, they will just sort you know it's kind of like uh, this is a horrible way to put it but people who refuse to become more conscious or become more aware or who are here for the purpose of just having that experience and then going to another planet where they can vibe again um, they will do things to remove themselves from this planet or earth well it's just it'll just be a natural process uh, because they will not be comfortable or able to function at the frequency that we're going to be existing at in the future so uh, here's what we're supposed to be doing and here's how we use this to our benefit when Schumann is spiking if it's during your waking hours if you feel really energized that's great but do not expend that energy 
do not choose the fact that you feel energized in that moment to be rearranging all the furniture in your house, um, you know, doing any other of the crazy things I do when I have these bursts of energy. You are meant to use it sparingly and you are meant to spend time meditating if it's your waking hours and focusing on absorbing that energy into your internal battery. When the Schumann is spiking and it is your sleep time, when it's nighttime, you're supposed to take melatonin and go the fuck to sleep. In the immortal words of the great Samuel L. Jackson, uh, you need to be sleeping because that makes it an automatic process whereby your body stores that energy. Um, and you're not depleting yourself physically by having your sleep disrupted. So it's kind of a double whammy. It helps the uh, physical depletion from the lack of sleep. It helps the physical depletion from running around like a chicken with your head cut off when this energy is making you paint your entire um, kitchen or, you know, whatever projects you get to. Um, and you'll be able to navigate it better. So then when the Schumann dips down, you have that stored energy and we won't feel crappy, icky, uh, overactive bladder, nausea. It's, it almost feels like, like massive seasickness or like I went on some kind of space journey I wasn't aware of or it, just out of sync. And it's not just humans, you know, it ha there's more incidents of birds falling from the sky and there's more incidents of whales beaching themselves and there's more incidents of uh, people's pets, you know, being sick or peeing weirdly, you know, it, pee in the bed kind of thing. Just life on earth gets very uncomfortable. But I, what they are telling me is that if we have the discipline to pay attention to these Schumann fluctuations and use that to our advantage in the ways that I have said, where you uh, use it sparingly during the day, if the Schumann is spiking and you're energized, you're supposed to use that sparingly, you're supposed to meditate to harness that energy for later. If you are, uh, if the Schumann's spiking and it's nighttime, take some melatonin or CBD or whatever helps you get a good night's sleep and uh, sleep because you will automatically bank that energy and get more rest. And then likewise, when the Schumann dips, um, sleep if you can. If it's happening during the day, um, you should feel better in your waking hours if you're banking the Schumann energy when it spikes. You should feel better when it dips than you have been. You should not feel the same kinds of weird effects and just feeling like, oh, I took like six melatonin with my coffee this morning and now I'm going to um, sleep and feel shitty. So I'm really excited to test this out and try this out going forward and my Patreon, which will be launching in September, is going to be all about grid work, planetary energy embodiment, and everything I have just talked to you about. Sometimes the divine timing is so divinely timed that it just 
blows my mind open for sure. You have no idea what a relief this is. This has been like a jigsaw puzzle with missing pieces that I have been trying to put together. And, and you know, mind you, I am not a cosmologist, an astrophysicist. I'm just a nerd who likes to look at science articles, you know, and I have a K through 12 grasp of science as an academic tutor, but I am by no means a scientist. And so it took a while for me to pull it up, put all of these things together to be able to understand what the data was even showing me, what it even meant. And so now I want to take this all and teach other people how to do it because the more the millions of us who are geared this way can harness this, the better this expansion process is going to go, the more people will wake up, um, the safer life on earth will be. Uh, we'll be able to deal with all of these crazy things happening on the earth and get through this solar cycle um, and come out on the other end without having to press the reset button on experiment earth. Um, I'm, I'll be making my Patreon really simple, just two tiers, very affordable. I, I have a very selfish motive. <laughs> for wanting to teach everybody this one more people doing it consciously means it sucks less for those of us that are doing it whether unconsciously or consciously and two I kind of like you guys I like me I like all of the creatures on earth and I would like them all to continue to live here and as a planetary consciousness Nemesin is not the only form I came to this planet in I have been here through the ages where the resets have happened where the reset button had to be pushed and I I really want us to get it right this time I really want us to succeed in this present moment and I believe we can I believe part of it is that when we are collectively aware of this and consciously doing great work and being connected on a planetary energy level with the earth all the time and with source energy all the time because part of the patreon and this grid work stuff will not be just understanding all of these really fun nasa things it will be me teaching you how to expand out your love field large enough so that you are also planet sized i truly believe that we are having an effect on the severity of the geo spatial events that are going to be occurring and are already occurring on our planet for the next five to ten years um last year especially uh october november um i have that fluid awareness of time and i see the potentials and i see uh usually like the worst case scenarios that's what I'm shown 
and then my job is to coordinate consciousness on the crystalline grid to minimize those effects as a friend of mine said today to collapse those cataclysmic timelines so the more we can do this in a coordinated effort the less it will mess with our daily lives and make us all exhausted or achy and sore or nauseous or you know having our periods disrupted or whatever effects that we've all been experiencing so I am very excited about this that'll be launching September 1st so watch for announcements about that and I'm going to try to get this episode up because I want it up today on my one-year podcast anniversary so celebrate with me this is exciting this is exciting that we are able to make a difference I don't know about you but I mean I am psyched as fuck right now I'm so excited because up until now we've had sort of this esoteric understanding we have not had an understanding of this that would allow us to tangibly make a difference and let me tell you the things that I saw potentially happening in December which already got calmed down and weren't as big a deal um the volcanoes the attempted bombing around christmas that all was going to be really horrible um this period of time with the earthquakes and the fires and the extreme weather patterns and all of that is happening as bad as it seems to you and as bad as it looks to you comparative to your prior life experience I can tell you there have been a lot of things that have happened this summer that could have been cataclysmic, truly cataclysmic. And so I know that those of you who are still doing your astronaut training in your sleep and haven't quite crossed over into conscious awareness of it we're all making a difference so i'm really excited and and i'll keep having great guests and interviews i have lots of people lined up and then of course there's meow podcast and all the fun stuff i'm not even going to put any of my ads on here i am just so excited about having figured all of this shit out you have no idea um and i'm really excited going forward to keep working with all of you magnificent magical beings because I mean, dozens, dozens of you have all provided little pearls that I have strung together as this concept now. Um, and I thank you and I am grateful and I love you all so much. This week, as I said in my collective reading, is all about flow and intuition and magic and looking within self-care 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 i know you're sick of hearing that word but it is so important right now and you know now that i've explained some of the cosmology and the geological factors at work as well um maybe you can be a little less burdened by the self-care thing and try to find pleasure and joy and fun in it because you know, self-care to me is like 
good food, lots of water, naps when I need them, salt baths, um, laughing at funny things, whether it's TV or TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. Oh, there's a mosquito. Move it on, buddy. Um, orgasms, orgasms. They're self-care for sure. Meditation, uh, hanging out with my kids, going out in nature for certain, petting my dog, um, cuddling with the kitty cat, you know, there's these music, music, don't even get me started on music. So try to remember that self-care isn't just about eating what you think are the right things or doing, I don't know, whatever exercise to get rock hard abs or um, any of the things that we've traditionally kind of thought were part of self-care. Uh, think about all the pleasurable, soothing, joyful, loving things that you can be doing because that is self-care too. And gosh, I just love you all so damn much right now. Big old cosmic group hug. Okay. I can't wait to see what this next year brings you guys. I made it through this whole episode without crying, so I'm going to stop it now. I love you, and I'll see you next time.